I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me by phone today from Selbyville, the Executive Director of the Freeman Stage, Patty Grimes. Welcome, Patty. Well, it is great to be on the phone with you today, Paul. Thanks for having me. I always love having you on the show show to talk about uh, the work that you're doing with the Freeman Stage and the work that Freeman Stage is doing in in not not only presenting the arts but promoting the arts in Sussex County. Let's let's go back to the beginnings. Uh, free, uh, I think you mentioned off air that you got started about twelve years ago. Is that right? Yes, our first season was 2008. Uh, we were founded in 2007, and our first season was 12 years ago, 2008. It looked a little different, Paul, than what it did today. Does uh-huh. today. So what were the origins? What was the impetus? Uh, so, you know, uh, the, the arts uh, scene here in Selbyville with the Freeman stage was really birthed out of uh, tragedy. Uh, Josh Freeman, who was the president of the Carl Freeman Companies and the Carl Freeman Foundation died tragically in a helicopter accident on December 14, 2006. And Michelle Freeman, his widow, decided uh, to honor and create a legacy for her husband based on things that he loved in life. And the arts were part of that. Um, and the community of Bayside in Selbyville, Delaware, had uh, been planned and approved for an art theater, uh, and so she decided to start a public charity, the Joshua M. Freeman Foundation, uh, to bring the arts and have that accessible for everyone and have the community participate as a nonprofit organization to uh, bring arts in southern Delaware. So that really was the impetus uh, of the start of the Freeman stage. And you've been there since the, the beginning, correct? I have been. I have grown up with the Freeman stage. <laughs> so, so, so let's uh, let's reminisce. Uh, talk about that first season. What what were you thinking, <laughs> and and what did that first season look like? That's a great point, Paul. Because I, I probably did look out and scratch my head and go, "What were we thinking?" <laughs> and so it came. We came on the scene quickly, and we were ready for Memorial Day of two thousand and eight. And uh, we presented uh, almost all of our shows were free that season. And uh, we had, you know, children's programming, jazz, rock and roll, tribute bands, and uh, really community theater. And we had uh, almost 10,000 people come that first year. And Michelle Freeman, uh, who was the founder, and I looked at, we had two staff folks, myself and one other person, and we said, wow, people are responding to this, and it's something we're going to continue. So we started building our board of directors and started building our program. And today, 12 years later, you know, we have we've served over half a million people here in southern Delaware with the arts, and 100,000 of those are children and students. Mm-hmm. Now, how, how many shows did you have that first season? Do you remember? Uh, that first season, I think we had about 40-something and included some film in the children's program. And, you know, we're up to 60. 
We're up to 66 at the stage, and we do about another 80 performances with um, performances in the schools. So we've grown just a bit <laughs> over the last 12 years. And if I remember correctly, early on you were heavily concentrated in the summer season, but now you are really doing year-round programming. Is that correct? That is correct. So uh, we have been, you know, with the support of uh, the community and certainly thank you, Division of the Arts, we've been able to really run at the Freeman stage from the end of May through mid-September. And then we're actually in the schools beginning mid-September through May. So we are now year-round. We just focus um, in different areas depending on the the season. Let's let's talk about your your focus on the schools because it really is uh, an ambitious initiative uh, to reach out to the schools of Sussex County, which uh, not least of which has geographic challenges uh, as spread out as the schools are. Um, how how did your education programming get started, and how has that grown over time? Uh, so it got started, I would say, in 2010, after we saw the response from the community and, and our free programming, uh, we, you know, spoke to educators, and, and they said, you know, we really are having cutbacks in, in the schools. We're not allowed, you know, we don't have funding for field trips. And so we started talking about from our mission, which is partnering to present memorable performances and inspired arts education for all of like that last piece of our mission. How could we put that into play in Sussex? And so we started meeting. There are nine school districts in Sussex, so it is geographically challenging. And we started meeting with um, administrators and who were responsive to us uh, working with them and uh, putting together some programs. And so it started in 2010, and um, since then we have developed a strategy where we will touch each student in Sussex County at least four times during their academic career. And uh, on those four junctures, they will have the opportunity to experience different genres of arts. Um, and so we have this... Uh, plan that we've been able to implement, and we've been able to leverage um, artists with residencies going to either different schools or transporting students to participate so that we can bring high-quality artists in and leverage it amongst all of the the students in Sussex at no cost to them. And um, certainly with our partnership with Delaware Division of the Arts and um, Department of Education and the schools, we have a pretty robust program that support it through study guides um, and assessments so that we have this continuous feedback loop on how we can grow and enrich the program. And so uh, we average between 18,000 and 20,000 students a year being able to participate in this arts education program. Now, I, I know recently you had a production, I believe, of Charlotte's Web uh, for school groups. Is that correct? Yes. So yes. Just, just quickly, what does a day in the life of the Freeman stage look like when you have school groups coming in for something like Charlotte's Web? 
Well, let's start with a lot of yellow buses. <laughs> <laughs> so in three days, we had 6,300 children come to see Charlotte's Web, and there were six sessions of that. So simple math, there were over 1,000 students at each uh, session. And, you know, for many children, it was the first time that they were ever able to see a live arts uh, production. So we use a professional company out of uh, New York. They're a touring group called Theater Works USA. Mm -hmm. And the children came in. It's uh, Denise Allen, who's our arts and education coordinator, does a fantastic job logistically. We have volunteers and staff out there parking and greeting and ushering children in. And uh, we had a dance contest one day with the children because there was a school that was running a little bit late. So imagine entertaining 1,100 children before mm -hmm. the show starts, and that was great news. And the children learn about arts and theater etiquette before the show, so they understand applause and quiet theater voices. And then, you know, they all read, e either saw the movie or read Charlotte's Web um, in their classrooms as mm -hmm. well to support, you know, what each child in their own mind and vision could celebrate from seeing that theater production. Mm -hmm. So the the logistics of, of bringing in that many buses, getting them out for the next wave of buses must be quite uh, quite phenomenal. <laughs> it, it is. And, you know, some, some schools, the children packed their lunch and they sat on the grass and had lunch either afterwards or, or before. So, you know, uh, we're a flexible venue and uh, we work through – uh, specific school logistics and, you know, when people, you have to think about lunch, you have to think about when school begins and when school ends, and mm -hmm. then you have to put in travel time. So it right. is, uh, we welcome you to come in and be part of this. Maybe yeah. we'll put you out on traffic well, it, or it's, parking. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great outreach that you have at the schools. I, I, I want to turn to your uh, uh, your regular programming, uh, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest joining us today by phone is Patty Grimes, the executive director of the Freeman Stage. And Patty, let's let's turn uh, before I forget. Uh, let's uh, remind our listeners what your website is so they know where to find more information. Yes, yeah, so freemanstage.org. So freemanstage.org will provide you with all the background that we've talked about uh, so far and, and more importantly, all of the performances that are available to the audience to attend at the Freeman Stage in Sullivan, Delaware. Right. Now, before we turn to your current season, let, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about the evolution of your programming. How, how has that changed over time? And then we can really uh, delve into this summer's programming. Yes. Yeah, so as I said, we really started, and in, in many uh, instances, we're still a grassroots movement, but we started in 2008. We had just really local programming. And then in about 2010, uh, we started thinking about bringing some national recording artists. And so we had two national recording artists in 2010, and uh, we have built that program so that uh, today, uh, the, the core basis of the mission where there is arts accessibility for everyone continues at the Freeman stage with 40% of our programming is free. And then we have paid performances um, 
that complement that as well. Our genres uh, remain diverse, which is a core tenant of the mission of the organization as well. But, you know, certainly there are more artists to see um, and more variety uh, because we've expanded uh, the season as well. This year we have six, a total of 66 performances. Now, as as we are recording this, uh, your season has already begun, correct? But uh, once yes. this airs, uh, you will still have much of the summer season ahead of you. Oh, yeah. So, again, uh, freemanstage.org, if you're not familiar with uh, our programs or you haven't yet made a commitment to come to the Freeman stage, this is my uh, passionate plug to please come and join us. And uh, if, if I may, Paul, you know, there are great uh, folks to come and see. So July the 15th, you know, he's an institution in himself. Buddy Guy is going to be in the house. And so if blues are your thing, please come and join us on that Monday at 7 o'clock for Buddy Guy. We have a free children's program uh, that is called Havana Hop, and that is going to really bring in multicultural uh, programming and really geared to family and children. That is on July the 17th. Uh, One of our Local collaborations with Clear Space Theater in Rehoboth will be here gracing our stage with a performance of Hello, Dolly. Um, we have tribute bands from Billy Joel on July 27th and Bob Seger on July 20th. And then, you know, we have um, St. Paul and the Broken Bones on July the 28th. Ben Folds in the Violent Femmes, which is a huge uh, production on the 29th. And then, you know, we get into August, and we have Gavin DeGraw on August the 3rd and Cool and the Gang on August the 4th and Lyle Lovett on August uh, the 6th. And then, you know, we have a great family show that's free called The Great Dubai on August the 8th. Uh, the Bronx Wonders are coming in from Vegas on August the 10th. Brian Setzer is going to be here with Rockabilly on August the 11th. If you're a country music fan, on August the 15th, Billy Currington will be in the house. And then, you know, if you love songs from the Woodstock generation, we have a great tribute band on August the 16th. And Jim Gaffigan is going to be here on August the 23rd with comedy and uh, Tito Puente Jr. Uh, is going to be here with Latino uh, music on August 17th. The First State Ballet, another gem of Delaware, is here on August 28th. Uh, Shakespeare on the 29th. And then we end the season with uh, season fireworks, a finale with the Mid-Atlantic Symphony Orchestra on uh, August 34th. August 31st, and then we have Arts and Jazz Festival on September 14th. So I want to take a deep breath, but there's a <laughs> lot and something for everyone, Paul, at the Freeman stage. I was going to say, it's it's incredibly ambitious programming. How does that all get put together, and how long does that take? 
Well, we it takes almost a full year, and you know we we do a survey with our patrons at the end of the season, and we ask them, you know, not only how was your experience, what did you like, what can we improve on, what didn't you like, but tell us some artists that that you'd like to see. Now, given that our maximum capacity is 2,800, there are some folks that are not going to make a stop at the Freeman stage, but we've been able to grow our national recording artists, and we really take our cues from patrons um, to start start making our list, and we um, are programming for 2020. We started those conversations, and we try to have the season released by March uh, of, the, of the 2020 season. We'll have it released by March, so it is a labor of love and logistics and tenacity to get that done. And we couldn't do it without the, uh, the patrons' uh, uh, feedback. Well, let, let's uh, tell us tell us where your patrons come from. So, you know, obviously we get a lot of Delawareans. Uh, one of the things about uh, where we're situated, which is near the beach, we're four miles from Fenwick Island, we do get a lot of tourists, which helps with economic development. And uh, through our ticket sales, we have 42 out of the 50 states have been to the Freeman stage. But, you know, primarily that uh, Mid-Atlantic Corridor is where um, our folks are folks visit us from. So do you get people coming up from D.C. and that uh, that area? Yes, yes, we do. Virginia, D.C., Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. New Jersey, New York, um, Ohio. Uh, we've had someone from Alaska. I don't know. Someone always says, what are the eight states that have not been here? <laughs> I have to find that out, and we're going to have to find some friends and family to right. come and <laughs> make it that we have perfect attendance in all states. Make Make a few phone calls. Now, exactly. I'm curious. You mentioned, you know, the tourists. Do you find uh, uh, people coming to Delaware to visit the beaches? Uh, do you ever get calls from people planning their vacations around programming that you're doing? Amazingly so. You know, we have some folks who say we, we wait to make our plans um, when once we get your season calendar and we know w- what you're having, then we'll make our plans f- for the season. So it's it's wonderful to know that the arts are now part of folks' family traditions when they come on vacation here on Delmarva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the the setting uh, where you do your your programming is, is lovely. Uh, talk about how that that space has evolved over time. Oh my goodness! So you know, we call it a little slice of heaven. It's a fairly small, uh, rectangular shape. Um, it's it's grass. So many nights people bring their own chair. Mm-hmm. Um, some nights we have fixed seating. Some nights we have standing room only. And from the involvement. Uh, we have been able to grow our programming in the same space because we've been flexible and our patrons have been tremendous to um, stay with us during this flexibility so that we can, you know, if we have a reggae band or a country band, it might be standing room only. If it is symphony, we're going to let you bring your own chair. If it is Jim Gaffigan where we have fixed seating, 
you're going to buy a ticket with a specific seat. So we love the flexibility of our venue with not having fixed seating uh, and bringing chairs in when necessary so that we can be adaptable and flexible to um, have as many programmatic choices as possible. But people love and we welcome the informality of, uh, you know, this is a place that you can come you know, uh, and and see some of the the most famous artists that that you can find, and like having this experience in your backyard, wearing flip flops and a t-shirt, um, and it's a wonderful experience. There is a a, a water feature next to the uh, Freeman Stage if you haven't been there, and the parking is free, mm-hmm. and we really just want it to be a place that everyone feels welcome and can enjoy um, high-quality arts experiences. Now, as an outdoor facility, uh, do you have some kind of a food policy? Can people bring things in? or how, how does I know you have a food stand there with a, with a nice assortment of, of food and drink. Yes. So, you know, the world has changed since uh, 9-11, and so we've had to tighten up our policies for the safety uh, of everyone. So we don't allow folks to bring food in. They can bring a 20-ounce uh, sealed water uh, okay. bottle, if mm-hmm. they will. But the wonderful thing about um, choice is when you come to the Freeman stage is we have food trucks at nighttime and, right. and we have a concession stand. So uh, just as that there are uh, choices in the arts that we present, there are also ch- uh, food choices based on the food trucks uh, that come and then our great concession stand. And we use social media to let the patrons know what food trucks are going to be there that evening so they can plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. A, a really wonderful venue for a, for a summer evening of entertainment. We've got about a minute left, uh, so I, I leave it to you to talk about any final highlights you'd like to mention. I would say, you know, you are welcome to come to the Freeman stage. Uh, please know that we... Uh, with our partnership with Delaware Division of the Arts are making an impact in our community and in the world, not only from uh, better quality of life for residents and guests of Sussex County, um, the social impact of bringing community together, uh, regardless of what we look like or where we live, is very important to us. But we bring great economic value to the community, and we just finished a study with uh, University of Delaware that we've commissioned, and what we've learned is that we have uh, made a $58 million economic impact over the last 11 years. So we look forward to being a great partner uh, to the state of Delaware and to Sussex County in the years to come, and we couldn't thank the public enough for supporting the arts in their backyard at the Freeman Stage. Please go online at freemanstage.org, buy tickets, come to a free show, tell your friends, and most importantly, support the arts anywhere where you live, work, and play. Thanks so much, Patty Grimes, for joining us today. My pleasure, Paul.